beg your pardon, concentrate more on customers rather than their workers. But Ignatius Bafuwa argues that profit margins and productivity levels of companies can improve if workers were made the core of any business. Especially within the banking cycles, we often say that the customer is always right. But I think there have been other theories which, which are also challenging that particular position and saying that, no, perhaps the worker is the most important person at the workplace because if the worker is not motivated enough, no matter the number of customers you have, their actions and inactions will give them away. So therefore, issues of workers' welfare then should be lifted to a certain stage, said that uh, not just paying them well, yes, it is good you pay them well, but then other welfare issues, if we're taken care of, will make the worker happy and in return, the worker will also give off his best to the organization. Employment and Labor Relations Minister Ignatius Bafo spoke at the launch of an occupational health hazard workshop by the Banana Producers Association of Ghana. You're still listening to the Joy Business Report. Now, the coronavirus outbreak continues to tumble world economies as more than 80,000 people in nearly 50 countries have been infected. Ghana is no exception as the outbreak takes a toll on businesses, especially prices of mobile phones and accessories in the Ashanti region. Our checks reveal prices are up between 5 to 10 percent. Of course, as many traders who import from China have suspended travel to the Asian country, Prince Apia has been engaging dealers and users on the development and has brought a report in today's business journal. Because of no production, and they, they can't send you, they haven't opened their. Francis Yili is a mobile phone retailer and laptop repairer in Kumasi. So I came here to get screen for my A7 Samsung phone. It got cracked a few days ago. And I'm told that they've run out of stock. Surprise though, but that's the situation for most of the phone sellers and phone shops here in Ashanti region because of the China situation. As you enter here, you were asking me about your phone screen, uh-huh. and they told me the price, but they said they don't have it. Francis cannot travel to China to bring in new stock due to the outbreak in China. He is worried about the impact business operators are already enduring. Right now, right now, they have even increased the prices of the products, laptop screens and the phone screens, and even right now we have increased the price about five percent now, and still. The prices are still continuing increasing. So we are looking at it going to maybe 10%, maybe next week or maybe next month. Yes, it might be more than uh, 10%. At Tech Junction is another retailer, Superlovic Phones, which deals in brands like Techno and Itel. Owner of the shop says prices have gone up due to shortage of the stock. Yes, it has really affected our business. But there, there are some shortage of phones. Especially in finance and technos. Some customers come here and they don't get some to buy. First, in finance or take now Benyano, 560, they say do say something. I told no. Now 360, they say do 380. So, what about patrons of these products? Some who spoke to Love Business explain they are also feeling the brand. 
Um, it was Infinis or eight. I bought it at five five seven. But there was a time I went there. They told me there is a shortage, so I went to a, this retail shop to buy. And the guy there told me there has been increase of hundred cities. To we and I didn't buy it. As I'm speaking now, I have a lot of shortage here, especially batteries and freeze, phone cables, especially the iPhone cables. So when you go there, they will tell you, go and come the following day. The following day, you go tell the same story that they don't have. The trend seems to offer no guarantee to phone businesses here in Kumasi. It has affected us a lot. And if you continue like this, I think uh, most of people will stay home. Aren't you looking at elsewhere to import from maybe Europe? I don't think so. Even most of the European countries and uh, the, the Americans, they depend on China. The production are from China. And so this has become a major worry to the leadership of the Ghana Union of Traders Association. Here is the regional chairman, Anthony Fosu. As far as mobile phones are concerned, most of the accessories are coming from China. So if the situation does not improve there over there in China, it means we are in for a trouble. Plus, are far advanced. I think by the close of next month, a delegation from the Ghana Union of Traders is going to Mexico. They are very good in production of mobile phones accessories. The fate of many businesses hang in the balance until the coronavirus outbreak ends due to the extent of Ghanaian reliance on China for trade. Prince Apia, reporting. Well, and that's how we draw the curtain on this edition of the Joy Business Report. My name is Charles Aite. Coming up next is the locker room with George Addo Jr. Do stay. I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank or my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? Ecobank, bro. With Ecobank Mobile App, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid my school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Walwale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the Ecobank Mobile App from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad and more. Ecobank Mobile App has got it covered. Ecobank Mobile making everyday people live everyday lives the Ecobank way. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. May I please have your attention for the following announcement. The death of Madame May Charlotte Hudson also known as Mrs. Ahoy occurred at Lashibi in Accra on Monday the 20th of January 2020. She was 97. She was the mother of Mr. Ato Ahoy, Ambassador Kwesi Ahoy, Mrs. Ama Chum, Professor Kwamena Ahoy, Mrs. Ama Aduma Batels Kujo, Mrs. Ifua Bram Labi, and Mrs. Agnes APJ Danka. Ato Ahoy, Kwesi Ahoy, and Kwamena Ahoy are all former ministers of state. Funeral arrangements are as follows. There will be no way keeping. The body will be laid in state at her family house at Agona Mankrong, 
in the Agona East District of the Central Region on Saturday, the 29th of February 2020 at 4 a.m. Burial and Thanksgiving service will be held at the Agona East Basic School Park, Agona Mankron, on Saturday, the 29th of February 2020 at 9 a.m. to be followed immediately by her interment. Final funeral rites will be performed on Saturday, the 29th of February 2020 at the Agona Mankrong Basic School Park after interment. Memorial and Thanksgiving service will be held on Sunday, the 1st of March 2020 at the Agona Mankrong Methodist Church at 9 a.m. The attire for all the events will be white. Bafor of Chiakwa the second. Ananta Hing, Abusiapeni Nanabuateng Dakon Ampem, Ohiniyere Echa Simpi II. Noom Jemfi brothers and sisters regret to announce the death of their beloved Kwame Bonsu, a.k.a. Achibo. He died aged 73. Funeral arrangements are as follows. The funeral date is set for Saturday, the 29th of February 2020 from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. The body will be laid in state at his residence at plot 21 block J, Ayeduase, Kumase from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Sunday, the 30th of February 2020, the family will gather at his residence, plot 21 block J, Ayeduase, Kumase, near Manchester Hostel, Rako School from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Widow. Mrs. Teresa Adlid Fusua Bunsu, children Gerald Bafua Iwa Bunsu and Jerome Berko Bunsu. All friends and sympathizers are cordially invited. Mr. Benjamin Yauvi Afola, Gideon Atikui, Billy Alogli, Ametitia Kofi Aflola, Bedorato Manfred Kusi Aguto, and Mr. Donko Gau. Regret to announce the death of their beloved Madam Mary Afi Afola. She died aged 70. Funeral arrangements are as follows. Christian waykeeping will take place on Friday, the 28th of February 2020, at Afola's residence at Akumase Agotimekwetoi. Burial and interment service will take place on the 29th of February 2020. At the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, Agotime Petoy, at 9 a.m., followed by interment at the EP Church Cemetery, Agotime Petoy. Thanksgiving service will take place on the 1st of March 2020 at the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, Agotime Petoy, at 9 a.m. Final funeral rites follows immediately at the family house. Children, Mr. Elvis Aaron Amito. Mrs. Linda Okran and Mrs. Fati Ajoa Boating. All friends and sympathizers are cordially invited. The Insuna clan of Ibram, Nana Asari Bruja, Ohin Adontinghing, Oba Penny Alice Aban, Winneba, and members of ICGC, Calvary Temple, and Old Achimota Association, 1982, wish to announce the sudden departure of their beloved son and colleague, Mr. Victor Kobinasam. He was 55. Funeral arrangements are as follows. There will be no wake. 
burial service takes place on Saturday, the 29th of February, 2020, at ICGC Calvary Temple, Spintex Road. Interment takes place on Saturday, the 29th of February, 2020, at Community 9 Cemetery, Tema. Final of funeral rites takes place on Saturday, the 29th of February, 2020, at the ICGC Calvary Temple, Spintex Road. Thanksgiving service takes place on Sunday, the 1st of March, 2020, at the ICGC Calvary Temple, Spintex Road, at 7 a.m. Attire is black and white. All friends and sympathizers are cordially invited. That's all for the announcements. Thank you very much for your attention. For all your sports news and the locker room. Hello, I'm Sarah Mulkerns, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service for the very best of previews to the sporting weekend. Listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. The football world will come to a screeching halt this weekend to witness the 244th clash between Barcelona and Real Madrid. The Catalans travel to the Spanish capital where they tend to topple the most decorated club in European history. Salo's right footed ball. An overhead kick. It's in from Bale. What a goal. The El Clasico this Sunday would divide Spain into two halves, surely. It's a potential game of long distance catch up or week on week kind of contests in the title race. Kike Setien will be forcing Zidane into checkmate in this potential title deciding clash. We have a special preview ahead. In Italy, another top-of-the-table clash between leaders Juventus and Inter Milan will take centre stage with Lazio looking to make the most of the opportunities available. We are in France and Germany to monitor title races and relegation possibilities. But in England, there's an opportunity to win silverware and these two clubs are assured of a place on the Carabao Cup podium. Get the ball in, Al Mohamedi the sub, looks a good one, Trent again! with the through ball Mares will run onto it he rounds De Gea and scores for City Bernardo Silva it's another through ball from him to Mares who will get that first it's come to Kevin De Bruyne wonderful from him and it's turned across the line for an own goal all this Manchester City and Aston Villa clash at Wembley with a chance to start 2020 with silverware we have a special preview ahead in the English Premier League it's more about the top four than the title race and special games involving Manchester United, Everton, Wolves and Spurs will dominate the talk. We have preview ahead. Also coming up... Is that good? Or is that Shanawi? 
ابعد الشناوي تعود المباراه تستمر عبد الله جمعه عبد الله جمعه عبد الله جمعه مبروك يا زمان ليس up to the left hand side now down the touch line ball back into the penalty box and very well by Wahid Walid Hamid got the goal for Hilal il essaye de faire le ménage et le deuxième but la mauvaise transmission de The 2019-2020 Total Cup Champions League quarterfinals kicks off this weekend with the four first leg games scheduled. The Egyptian capital Cairo and Morocco's Casablanca will be the venues with back-to-back games on the infamous Cairo International Stadium and Mohammed V Complex respectively. We have analysis ahead. Head to our Facebook page, joy slash 99.7. Our WhatsApp line, 0244-340-437. Or tweet at us at joysportsgh in answering our questions of the day. We'll preview match day 12 of the Ghana Premier League and discuss the dynamics of the grueling title race. Adriano Stars, Midyamra SC, Brickham Chelsea will be looking to confirm their status as favourites for the title and will be at the Prince Mundo Official to bring you updates from the ongoing Mexican Open. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Adler Jr. and welcome to Preview Friday. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. And this is the sound of Preview Friday on Joy 99.7 FM. Well, you have to get in touch right now because we're going to give you an opportunity today to call later on on the show when you tell me about the El Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Where do you think they're standing? So I'm expecting the Barcelona fans and Real Madrid fans to just come on board as we have this wonderful show. Right, the number two, send your WhatsApp messages to then 0244-340-437. 0244-340-437. As well, you can send us a tweet, uh, tweet at us at joysportsgh. Or send us a message on our Facebook page. That's uh, joy slash 99.7. Hello and welcome to a big afternoon where we get to look at all there is to expect in the world of sports this weekend. Why don't we start then with the Ghana Premier League? Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. We have a pool of players, and as long as we have a pool of players, we can decide to choose anyone to play. But today, you saw that we were playing four, one, two, three, which is how we are saying more offensive like. So it's a game. Ghana Premier League next, and the MTNFA Cup makes way now for match day 12 fixtures. Asante Kotoko fans have to get used to the idea of watching home games now at the Crossport Stadium. And that begins tonight with a game against Bechem United. We'll look forward to that. Hearts of Oak will take the 10 on the same pitch in 48 hours later against Albina Sharks. Adriano Stars, Midyama SC and Brickham Chelsea are keen on preserving their interests 
and winning the season's title by the close of match day 12. Let's now delve into the key star plots ahead of the match day. I'd like to leak Benedict who joins me. Thank you, Benedict, for your time. Such a pleasure to have you on this beat as always. How bizarre or indirectly pleasant will this be for Asante Kotoko fans? They now have to travel to Accra to watch their games beginning tonight. Bizarre or indirectly pleasant? I think I'll go with indirectly pleasant because the Accra Sports Stadium is home to Asante Kotoko. I mean, their last few games they've played against Accra Hartford went really well for them. And in fact, if you look at their record this season, uh, using the Accra Stadium or playing at the Accra Sports Stadium, uh, they've kept 100% record intact. They, they beat the Gun Cities by three goals to one and beat Accra Hartsfield by two goals to one. And mind you, they have a lot of fans here in Accra, in Tema, and the, the, the uh, places around Accra. They have a lot of fans. So, I think in terms of uh, the attendance, it wouldn't be much of a problem uh, for them. Friday night uh, football uh, tonight, people will definitely will turn, will turn out in their numbers to watch us and take call. And also, most of their management members live here in Accra. The, the communications director lives here in Accra. Nana Kwame Dankwa lives here in Accra. You talk about uh, Mr. Edwadaka, he lives here in Accra. Even Dr. Kwamiche, that's the executive chairman, he also lives here in Accra. He has his businesses and other things here in Accra. So I think that uh, that shouldn't be much of a problem uh, for Asante Kotoko in terms of the attendance and switching uh, home venue from Babaya Stadium to the Accra Sports Stadium. They, they should be fine. My, my only uh, worry is how they will overcome what happened this week. Uh, with Dr. Kwamiche, you know, blasting the players, the management, as well as uh, the technical team after what was being uh, a poor, you know, run on the side. They've not won in their last three games, got eliminated from the NTN Africa by a lower division side, so quite deportivo. Uh, I really want to see how they overcome that. So, it will be interesting, of course, uh, to, to look out uh, in terms of that aspect of the game. Brooklyn Chelsea, uh, for me, have been very good this season. The they, uh, they've been very good this season. They beat Brooklyn Chelsea and they, they will be tough for Asante Kotoko to crack. But I definitely will go uh, for an Asante Kotoko win. Their worst will be a draw. But I'm not willing out here, Bichem United, to get something out of this game, George. Well, Ben, the headline clash this weekend. We'll see Hearts of Oak take on Elmina Sharks. Hearts have been great form on the road. Rather than at home, Sharks are discovering the form too. So, just how will this come out? You put it right. For me, that's my top liner this weekend. The Omina Sharks are crowd to four game at the across post. Omina Sharks, wow, they've been good. Their last three games, two wins, one draw. And the wins, you know, the teams that, you know, they won against, they beat Brecum Chelsea by three goals to one and beat Mediama SC by two goals to one. So it tells you what they are doing so far. I mean, uh, your champion, I must congratulate him and the boys. They are doing some amazing job at the side. And I think that uh, coming into a game against Accra Hartford, they, they, they will approve and they would want to continue their fine form. Um, yes, who is Accra Hartford when we went to their compact to beat Media Messi? Who is Accra Hartford when we, we played against Bakun Chelsea, a team that you know have been grinding results this season, week in, week out? Uh, at our own backyard and we beat them by three goals to one so uh, they will fancy their chances coming to their cross post and I think that has to fuck themselves they've not been consistent and as uh, Kupikoji mentioned in one of our shows uh, this uh, week uh, today they win tomorrow they draw they lose they, they really want to get back to you know winning ways and they, they would want to start on this note after uh, qualifying to the next stage of the MTN FA Cup so it will be an interesting game and I really want to see how Albina Sharks will line up how they will, they will come up out uh, guns blazing to ensure they, they continue their fine form playing at the Accra Sports Stadium anything can happen but I will go for Albina Sharks win yes I know many of the Hearts fans out there will not be happy but I think that per what I've seen of Albina Sharks in their last three games 
they come to this they, they come into this game as favorite for me Ashanti Gold, Midyama FC and Brickham Chelsea have tricky clashes to navigate. The minus play waffle, Midyama face Olympics and Brickham Chelsea are up against Ken Faisal. Should I easily say Brickham Chelsea will be easy beneficiaries so far as the title race is concerned this round? Well, Ashanti Gold against Wafa. What an interesting game that will be. Wafa themselves, uh, just as Accra had they've not been consistent last season or some seasons back, we, we, we knew how they were grinding results week in, week out at their own backyard. Pospanati has explained that there is nothing absolutely wrong with the team and they will definitely be getting results. For, for Ashgold, they, 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 they always make sure they get the results at home. And, and with everything that happened with their coach and, and you know, settling all those issues, I, I think they, they go into this game as favorite for me. They will be able to get a result against Wafa. For Mediama AC against the Olympics, Mediama having lost their last game, would want to bounce back to uh, winning ways. Uh, I had the privilege to you know visit Sakragut Olympics uh, this week to witness one of their training sessions. And boy, I didn't even know they, they have some good players around. I, I spoke to Emmanuel Clotty, who is a veteran, uh, you know, back to his boyhood club and trying to help them. He's a captain of the cycle at Tanawako. They have the likes of Oli Nwashite, who used to play for our crowds for move to Asante Kodoko now back and the Sua is also in the team with, with other you know young players and they, they are gradually coming up they have a new manager uh, that's uh, Anna Walker he's already played his first game in the MTN FA Cup this is going to be his first league game and mind you Accra Great Olympics have changed uh, coaches after match the 11 so averagely they change a coach after every three match days which is very interesting I want to see how Anna Walker will start uh, you know his campaign at the club in the Premier League he definitely would want to start on a winning note but he's got a big, big task, uh, you know, ahead of him. That's against Media Messi. It will be an interesting game, but I, I definitely will go for a Media Messi win. For Chelsea, Kim Faisal, no need to talk much about this. No need to, you know, uh, do any analysis. It will just be a straight win for Kim Faisal. Uh, for so, did I say Kim Faisal? It will just be a straight win for Brecum Chelsea. George, I think Brecum Chelsea uh, will win this game. It will come to me as a huge surprise should Kim Faisal even get a draw. Right, Ben, then let's end with the special stories you'll be chasing so far as the other games are concerned. Yeah, I think for me, the special story this week uh, or this weekend uh, will be about Asante Kodoko. How they're able to, you know, uh, come out of what happened uh, this week uh, with Dr. Kwamichi. Uh, th- that audio which managed to, you know, get out uh, of uh, their meeting that uh, they had. It will be interesting to see how the players will react, how Maxwell Kinodu, the management will react after that uh, explosive you know, meeting they had. The man was very furious. He 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 spoke everything on his heart. He he let them know what was going wrong and how he wasn't happy with you know things that they are doing. I mean, for a club like us, and to be eliminated in the FA Cup for the very first time in a round of 64 since the competition was reintroduced in 2011, then the man definitely was not going to be happy. So I really want to see how they will they will overcome that, how they will react. And this week, this week, this evening's game at the uh, across Sports Stadium, of course, very very interesting one that I'll go there and watch out. Yes, equally, I'll be looking at uh, I'll be looking out at the other games. I made mention of the across how to pull Elminasha's game big game by all standards uh, for Media Maesi Olympics I think will be a cool job for uh, Media Maesi as well as Bukum Chelsea and Kim Faisal so we should expect a very good weekend uh, in the Ghana Premier League Benedict Owusu always on the Ghana Premier League beach thank you very much for your time
So we look forward to a fantastic match day in the Ghana Premier League. And as you know, we'll be giving you all the updates all the way through. You want to join us on the Sports Arena on Sunday, you know, at 4 p.m. More coming away. Can we just move away then from the male Premier League? That's this, and go straight into the Women's Premier League. The Ghana Women's Premier League is hot and on. There are going to be some wonderful games to look forward to this weekend. Well, Joy Sports, Susanna Uswansa has got this wrap. Round one of the Women's League reaches its climax this weekend, but it could be without some notable names who are out on international duty with the Black Maidens for a World Cup qualifier against Liberia on first match. Southern Zone leaders, Hazakes ladies, who are on 12 points and have scored 22 goals so far, will travel to the Tema Sports Stadium to face Halifax ladies, aiming to consolidate their top spot. Second place soccer intellectuals will welcome the team with the most conceded goals of 16. Ladies try after the Eduya Sasan Park. Police ladies with four points will hope to end the first round on a high when they visit Samaria ladies at the Magdala Town Park, with Sea Lions hosting winless immigration ladies at the Indom Sports Stadium. In the northern zone, Ampemda Kuan will be without the literal striker Ophelia Sewa Amponsa and Tracy Chum when they play away to Kumasi Sports Academy at the Pajo Park. Well, Papua ladies at the Tamale Utrecht Park take on bottom placed Ashton ladies. The only undefeated team Prisons ladies battle northern ladies in Sunyai at the Coronation Park. Both Supreme Ladies and Fabulous Ladies who are yet to record a win will face off at the Pajo Park on Sunday. Thank you very much, Susan, for your time. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. الشناوي تعود المباراة تستمر عبد الله جمعة عبد الله جمعة عبد الله جمعة مبروك يا زمان ليتد to the left hand side now down the touchline ball back into the penalty box headed very well by Wahid and the deuxième but la mauvaise transmission de Bayern Azesco United have a second goal so the time has come for the vital knockout stages of the continent's premier club competition with eight former champions battling for the holy grail of African club football. The 2019-2020 Total Cup Champions League quarterfinals will kick off this weekend with four first-leg games scheduled tonight and tomorrow. Egyptian capital, Cairo and Morocco's Casablanca will be the venue for the clashes with back-to-back games on the infamous Cairo International Stadium and the Mohammed V Complex respectively. Now the return legs are scheduled in seven days with aggregate winners reaching the last four, continuing their way to continental glory. So what are we to expect beginning tonight? An African football expert, Nuhu Adams, joins me on the line. Thanks, Nuhu, for your time. Uh, we got four special two-legged ties to produce the four semi-finalists we're looking out for. We'll begin then with the action tonight. And we know a couple of weeks after locking horns in the 2020 Total Cup Super Cup, Chines, Zamalek and Esperance will renew their rivalry when they face in Cairo. How different will this class be then? Well, Zamalek are in great shape. Their confidence keep growing because after beating Esperance in the CAF Super Cup, they also beat El Ali in the Egyptian Super Cup, um, which we know is, is enough motivation for Zamalek going into this game. They are playing a side they are very, very familiar with. In CAF Champions League, the two teams have met six times. Zamalek with two wins, Esperance with one win, with the other matches being drawn. So, you see, it's going to be a very close contest. Unlike you saw in Qatar, the two teams or the two coaches have seen each other 
side of 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 of, of the, the the two teams, they've they've identified their their strength, they've identified their weaknesses. They are going to work on that in this game, and that's going to make this game very very difficult. Yes, the game is coming on at the Cairo International Stadium, which we know is one of the favorite places when Zamalek played there in their last. 66 matches played at the Cairo International Stadium. Zamalek have not lost in all competitions. That should tell you how formidable Zamalek are when they play at the Cairo International Stadium. As far as, yes, they are in very great form in their last 21 CAF Champions League matches. They've lost only once. But they are playing against a side who is also having that that home record. So it's, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's going to be very, very tight. But I think I'm seeing a slim margin victory for Zamalek in the first leg. If they are able to get a win, the second leg is going to be very, very crucial. But if Esperance are able to get even a draw from this game, I think the tie will be done and dusted for Esperance and we might see them advancing to the semi-finals. Alright, Nuhu, we'll look forward to the game in some three hours. Also tonight, the two former champions, Raja Casablanca and TP Mazembe will clash. Both have lifted the CAF Champions League trophy more than five times for Mazembe and three times for Raja Casablanca. Both went on to win the numerous CAF competitions and both as well finished the FIFA Club World Cup as runners-up. So, what a special game is this to come? We were Raja Casablanca versus Tipi Mazembe is probably... Um, the match is coming on at the Mohamed Afiz Stadium in Casablanca. The atmosphere is going to be amazing. The atmosphere is going to be intriguing for Raja Casablanca. Their fans chant from minute 1 to 90 just to make sure Raja Casablanca get an advantage to win over TP Mazembe. TP Mazembe didn't lose a single match in the in the group stages and that's that should tell you how strong this TP Mazembe sadly look. Pampile Mihayo and his boys have been very, very instrumental, very, 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 very outstanding in, 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 in the competition. I think Raja Casablanca will have a slight advantage playing at home. But uh, how Pampile Mihayo and TP Mazembe grind results when they go away is, is something that is going to work for them once again. Um, if care is not taken. Uh, yes, I've already mentioned Raja are favorite to win because even if you look at the head trade between the, the two teams in CAF Champions League, they've met four times with each of the teams winning two and all the two wins came at their various homes. So rather playing at home will win but they will go to TP Mazembe and lose. So the, the, the margin TP Mazembe are going to lose. Casablanca is going to determine whether they will advance or not because if they lose 1-0, 2-1, it means TP Mazembe will have to win it 3-1, 3-0 before they can sell through. And it's possible TP Mazembe can do that. So what TP Mazembe are going to do is that try as much as possible to get a goal in this game. If they are able to get a goal, it means whatever be the case, all they need is to get three, two or, or unanswered goals at home, which we know is very, very possible for, for them at the Mumbai. So th- this is another close game. Um, very, very difficult to predict. But I think Raja have the advantage but it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. No, there's no talk inside the Ugly Castle, but their weighted encounter against Mamelodi Sundowns 
despite beating the Pretoria side to win the title in 2001, actually faced a nightmare last season when they considered the worst defeat in continental history, losing 5-0 to the Brazilians at the very same stage. What will change? This is going to be the game everybody is probably going to look up to. Um, um, all because last season the two teams met, it was humiliating for El Ali because they lost 5-0 in the first leg in Pretoria. Um, they were able to get only a goal in the second leg. So we, El Ali got exited on a 5-1 aggregate score, which was was one of their worst results in the history of the competition. Ali are probably looking for a revenge on Mamelodi Sanofs. Yes, they are, they are not going to win 5-0, but they, they are trying as much as possible to get a result that will give them the advantage going into the second leg. In in their head-to-head, I think the only win Mamelodi Sundowns have over El Ali was what they, they got last season. That's the 5-0 over Ali. In about six meetings, that's the only win Mamelodi Sundowns have. The others have been wins and draws for El Ali. So, um, Ali, yes, playing at home have the advantage, but they, they are just looking at a scoreline that will give them the advantage because last season's 5-0 was embarrassing to them. They know Mamelodi Sundowns can beat them anytime they want to. So, this is one game that's going to be very, very interesting. Ali are also coming into the game on the back of a defeat to Zamalek in the Egyptian Super Cup, which um, doesn't augur well for Ali in, in this game. Mamelodi Sundowns are in great form. They didn't lose in the group stages. That's enough booster for uh, Mamelodi Sundowns. It is something they are counting on in this game. But I believe this time El Ali are going to get things right. I see them winning the, the, the first leg, but the second leg is going to decide this time. Well, finally, Nuhu, I know this must be the first CAF Champions League encounter between Redat Casablanca and the Tour de Sahel, but we know both sides are former champions. Twice, Redat won this wonderful trophy, and once, the Tour de Sahel managed to get it. Now, they faced twice in other CAF competitions, and the Tour emerged aggregate winners on both occasions. Who gets the nod this time? The man who was in charge of um, Tour de Sahel during the group stages is now the man who is in charge of Widad. So probably Juan Carlos Garrido who was appointed about um, some few days ago as the new manager of Widad um, is playing against a side he was controlling affairs for during the group stages of this competition. So um, it's, it's very, very interesting. Widad um, are, are slightly ahead in this game because they have a very good home um, record in the CAF Champions League. In their last 25 matches at home in the CAF Champions League, no team have beaten them. And that's, that's one thing giving them advantage in this, the, um, this encounter. It is one thing they are counting on to make sure they get um, a very good scoreline, which will give them advantage going into the second leg. I told you, not that convincing in the group stages. Our but where they were able to grind results in Zimbabwe, beating FC Platinum, going to Sudan to beat Al Helal is, is something um, with that we will have to look at. A transporting Israel, a team you cannot predict. So it's going to be very, very close. It's going to be very, very tight. I think with that uh, having the advantage, looking at the, the form they have at home in recent times, 
they should be able to win the first leg. But still, the second legs are going to decide which teams are going to sell through to the next round of this competition. Thanks, Nuhu, for your time as always. We look forward to the special fixtures to come beginning tonight. Nuhu Adams there. And you're still enjoying 99.7 FM. We can get your messages on our WhatsApp line 0244-340437. Okay, why not? There's the old classical this weekend, and we're asking where you think this is going to be turning. Is Real Madrid up against Barcelona? Let's hear from you. But let's finish up with what we're expecting on the continent and find out the games to come as well in the CAF Confederations Cup. The quarterfinal fixtures there. And Joy Sports Haruna Mubarak has put together this wrap. An all western derby will take place when former African champions Ayimba FC lock horns with Guinean giants Horoya. Ayimba FC must navigate their way past an invincible Horoya FC in their push for a maiden Confederation Cup triumph, as the Guinean champions have not lost any of their last six games in the competition. Zanako FC are hoping for another step forward when they face debutants and giant spenders Pyramids FC. The Zambians are having their best to date half outing and guided by their new coach Chris Kaunda. They are eyeing a setback when they take on Pyramids, who prove themselves as one of the title contenders despite the fact that they are having their first ever continental appearance. Libya's Al Nasser have nothing to lose when they face favorites Hassania Agader despite the fact that they are forced to play away from their base in Benghazi because of security reasons. Al Nasser have won people's hearts with their breathtaking performances that have seen them reach the last eight of the competition. With no continental titles in their cabinet Al Masir and R.S. Bakani who are still considered two of the remaining experienced calf confederation Cup sides or battle it out in the competition. Alamasir reached the semi-final a couple of years ago while RS Bakani finished last season as losing finalists. The last time both of the teams met was in the 2018 CAF Confederation Cup group stage. Harina Bubarak with that report. Okay, right. Also, you know that well, in South Africa, there's a Soweto Derby as well. So look forward to some big games to come here on the continent. It's now time to cross the ocean and find out what will be happening in the English Premier League. As usual, the Joy Sports BBC Two-Way Series. I had a great chat with the BBC's Rob Schofield. Thanks, Rob, for your time this weekend. And let's start with the midweek UEFA Champions League action. And Manchester City's unlikely win in Madrid took many by surprise. How good were they on the night for you? This was a really intriguing game, wasn't it, George? Because Manchester City went into the tie and everyone was saying that Pep Guardiola had overcomplicated his team selection again, as he's been guilty of doing so many times in the past in European competition. Uh, you know, leaving the likes of Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling, David Silva all on the bench. And uh, we had this strange situation where Gabriel Jesus was playing wide on the left. Uh, Bernardo Silva is somewhat of a false nine. Riyad Mahrez the other side. And it, for that first 20 minutes or so, they were playing almost without the ball. And it was so strange to see Manchester City without possession. And then they conceded the goal as well. And, and all the traits were there for another... Um, you know, Pep Guardiola team to have overthought it and, and set to, to have a bad uh, away result in the Champions League. But then things changed. They grew into the game and obviously the substitutions really helped them as well. Uh, Raheem Sterling with that late uh, run into the penalty box, he very much changed the game. 
in, in relation to his threat there on the left-hand side, but also obviously naturally winning that penalty uh, at the end there. But I just thought that it was a real turning point for, for Manchester City, that the result here could have driven the narrative either way. Uh, going into it, a lot of people in Spain, I've speak, been speaking to Spanish journalists and they were saying that this Real Madrid team are, are showing signs of that solidity and that ruthlessness of the, of the Zidane sides that won three Champions League uh, titles in a row and Manchester City looking frail and vulnerable as they have in the Premier League title race at times this season. But no, the tables have been turned. Manchester City got a crucial uh, two away goals uh, in Madrid. And now everyone's talking about how this uh, Real side are at the end of their cycle. And Manchester City could go on uh, to make uh, history in the Champions League. And just one final note, I thought it was very, very uh, significant that on the day when their appeal from this uh, two-year European ban that they've been given for financial breaches uh, by UEFA, their appeal was lodged with the Court of Arbitration for Sport on Wednesday and they go to Madrid and win 2-1. Well, Chelsea, without a doubt, were absolutely woeful on the night against Bayern Munich at the Stamford Bridge. The excuse the Chelsea squad is young and inexperienced or have an inexperienced manager seems to be growing stale. For many of the agitated fans, the team has had quite a number of below-par performances per their own standards. What's wrong? Well, I think Frank Lampard is really stuck between a rock and a hard place at the moment. Uh, obviously, he wants to be bringing these young players through, putting his faith in them as he did at the start of the season when things were going well. And he doesn't want to break that streak and break their fragile confidence. But in the same way, this is Chelsea and they are in fourth place in the Premier League. They are battling now this final Champions League spot for next season with the likes of Manchester United, Tottenham, Sheffield United, Wolves, even maybe Arsenal uh, still battling with them and contending that fourth spot. So Lampard's got to be pragmatic as well and I think we've seen that in the way he's turned to Olivier Giroud, a player who looked as if they'd be leaving the club in January and now he's leading the line because Lampard has recognised that he can't get away with, uh, you know, Michy Batshuayi uh, misfiring so consistently, although Tammy Abraham is now on his way back. Uh, Chelsea are in a really difficult spot at the moment. They're without much momentum. Granted, that win over Spurs was important in the Premier League last time out, but this was a damaging result, uh, a real reality check. Lampard said it himself. And I think it just goes to show, doesn't it, that although the fans didn't really take to Maurizio Sarri and, and his approach and his philosophy, and Lampard was obviously naturally the much more popular choice, especially with the, the transfer ban upon them uh, from the summer, you know, Lampard's uh, win percentage is far, far uh, less than, than Sarri's was. And they are, as I said, in a real scrap now for that uh, final uh, Champions League spot in the Premier League. So, Rob, for Pep, that's the perfect tonic to start the Carabao Cup final this weekend. He's up against Aston Villa on Sunday. Can Aston Villa do cause an upset? I don't think so, George. Uh, Aston Villa, I think this, this Cup final for them was a welcome distraction at the early part of the season. This Cup run, I think it gave them some renewed hope and allowed them to you know, chalk up some wins where they weren't in the league. But I think it's been a distraction of recent weeks. And Dean Smith uh, alluded... Uh, to just that uh, in the last uh, Premier League match day where their performance he said that some of his players have played their way out of that League Cup final team uh, Aston Villa are really struggling for any sort of form and I, I fully expect uh, Pep Guardiola to take this final seriously as he always does, put out a strong team 
and uh, yeah I can't really see past uh, the defending champions lifting the trophy again Rob, Manchester United last weekend beat Watford, a result which had many fans insisting that was a milestone of a sort for Oligana Socia. Now, given they had trouble dispatching mid-table teams at the top six, are fans drawing too much from this win? Possibly. I think, obviously, the, the issue with Manchester United this season has been that they have been so inconsistent. Every time you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has turned a corner, as you mentioned, there'll be a, a slip-up to a mid-table side out of nowhere. But that being said, they are they are in the mix for a Champions League spot uh, because it just seems like, you know, Chelsea, Tottenham, these teams that, that should be there and should be holding on to these spots with relative ease are so far off the pace and are inconsistent themselves and Manchester United suddenly with a great chance they're just three points clear uh, sorry three points off Chelsea and you must be said you know especially with the the recruit of Bruno Fernandes who has added a real dynamism and uh, creativity in midfield which they've been sorely lacking up to this point even though they are missing uh, Marcus Rashford hugely in terms of his penetration up front United look like the team around this little chasing pack with the momentum and that 5-0 win over Club Bruges at Old Trafford granted the Belgian side played uh, with 10 men from the 22nd minute uh, Odio Nogalo getting his first goal for the club it's all looking slightly positive uh, but yes it, it's difficult to have confidence in this Manchester United side they have been so up and down this season well Arsenal won't be in action this weekend surely but how much will last night's Europa League exit affect the mentality for the rest of the season? Well, Arsenal's season is in danger of petering out because uh, here they are, seven points off Chelsea in this race for the Champions League spot uh, and the UEFA Europa League was their best opportunity uh, of reaching the, the Champions League and they've blown it. They, they have blown it at the Emirates. Uh, Olympiacos uh, getting that... Uh, famous win for them but you know Arsenal's defending was just so so poor and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang couldn't get them uh, out of the hole I mean he's been he's been their hero for so many times in the last couple of seasons and now they're left in a position where it's looking unlikely that they'll finish in a European place and can we really see these high profile players like Alexandra Lacazette Aubameyang uh, Nicolas Pepe who we can't forget they smashed their club transfer record on in the summer can we really see them not playing European football whatsoever? I think it could be a period of significant change for Arsenal and, and the fact that they're not going to get this uh, influx of European money could maybe even force their hand. You wonder whether Mikel Arteta will be told or maybe will negotiate some sort of middle ground uh, with the board where maybe a high-profile sale might allow him to uh, fund what is, uh, well, needed to be somewhat of a a full-scale rebuild, I think, of this Arsenal team. So finally, Rob, we have two key fixtures between teams and sets of Champions League action. Well, we know Chelsea will play Bournemouth, that's on the side, but Spurs are up against Wolves, Everton will play Manchester United. Which changes are you expecting on the log after this round of games? Well, I think the really huge one is Tottenham Wolves uh, because just one point separates them in sixth and eighth. And Jose Mourinho is skating on some really thin ice at Tottenham at the moment. He is talking the team down so much that he's almost making out that they can't play football. They can't win a single match at the moment. Uh, and, and Wolves, a team who have obviously uh, got many plaudits this season for the football they're playing. They've been slightly patchy in recent weeks. Uh, just the one win in four in the Premier League 
so far, but they're doing such fantastic things in Europe, but having another memorable season. Uh, but similarly, Everton against Manchester United. You know, Everton can close the gap on, on United to two points with a win at Goodison. Carlo Ancelotti's side looking really resurgent to getting the best out of the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison at Goodison. So some really interesting uh, games in particular, I think in this race with the top four which you know by all accounts looks like it's going to be going down to the final season anyway uh, final day of the season I should say George uh, in this in the Premier League uh, race for the top four the BBC's Rob Schofield there in the Joy Sports BBC two-way series so we look forward to all the games to come this weekend and on the sports arena I think we've got live commentary for you on the Carabao Cup final between Aston Villa and Manchester City So elsewhere in Europe, there's still some great games to just check out. We've got that Juventus up against Inter Milan. That's a big one that would have a lot of, um, I think, writing on what will happen with the title race in Italy. As well, we've got the big one, the El Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid. That will be taking place on Sunday at the Santiago Bernabeu. So let's go to Joy Sports Moses Yeboah, who's got a wrap of games to expect this weekend. With 13 games remaining in Barcelona, leading Real Madrid by two points, El Clasico at the Bernabeu on Sunday could be pivotal in deciding the most compelling La Liga title race for years. Neither team has looked particularly convincing this season. Both have been hit by significant injury blows. Real now have a Champions League home defeat to bounce back from, so there are plenty of uncertainties heading into a game that is likely to be tense and closely contested. Elsewhere, Espanyol will take on Atletico Madrid. Five Serie A matches, including the clash between Juventus and Inter Milan, will be played without fans due to the coronavirus emergency. Serie A leader Juve had been due to meet third place Inter Milan for the Derby d'Italia in front of an expected sellout crowd as both sides continue to battle for the Italian title. But it will now be played behind closed doors. In Germany, champions Bayern Munich will play away to Hoffenheim. Second placed RB Leipzig will welcome Bayer Leverkusen and Dortmund take on Freiburg. And in England, there will be Premier League matches as well as the season's first piece of domestic silverware will be decided when Aston Villa and Manchester City lock on in the Carabao Cup final on Sunday. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Sports Moses Yabois with the games to look forward to. Wow. So we'll see what happens in that <laughs> Italian Syria cliffhanger between Juventus and Inter Milan. Even though I've said, well, Lazio look like the team that would benefit from all of this, they'll be hoping to try and creep into the space if they can. And there's Ghana Premier League action on match day 12. Two big games. There's going to be action in Do and as well at the Crossbow Stadium. Asante Kotoko. So we call them Accra, Asante Kotoko these days. <laughs> At the Crossbow Stadium, the up against Bacham United. Do well to head on to myjoyonline.com where you can pick up all the updates we have for you. Plus, we're coming away with special previews ahead of the Ghana Premier League weekend. We've got features for you. Benedict Owusu visited Olympic Steam. I was checking out just how the returnees are doing and pushing the team. You need to watch that on our subsequent bulletins on television and on radio. 
And on Sunday, don't forget, we're coming your way with live commentary on Joy 99.7 FM for the Carabao Cup final. It's been nice coming away with another edition of The Locker Room. We're definitely back next week with more. My name is George Adi Jr. Till we meet next week, be good. Thanks for listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. The podcast will be available online at myjoyonline.com in 30 minutes. This production was powered by...